He attended the Maja of broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Perhaps we should see this as another servant passage. I, I'm, I'm okay either way, but I, I think that's who he's talking to here. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and so forth. Uh, you've got the three persons in the Godhead here, as you often do. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And uh, so the Spirit prepares him for this task of bringing good news to the afflicted, of binding up the brokenhearted, of liberating uh, the, the prisoners. Um, so he's talking about the blessings for God's people. This is the one who brings the blessings. Here are those who've been in captivity and sin. Now they are free. He's the one who proclaims the favorable year of the Lord. Now that may be like a jubilee year, which was a release year. So here's this one that the Spirit of God is upon, that the Lord anoints to pronounce the jubilee, to pronounce the great year of freedom. Notice the contrast between the favorable year of the Lord and the day of, the day of vengeance. You know, the, there's a year of grace, there's a day of vengeance. Uh, but he comes to comfort those who mourn and to give them joy. Perhaps the mourning here should be seen as the mourning for sin, um, Matthew 5, 4. And uh, he would make them into oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord uh, that he may be glorified. That's interesting because oaks have been used previously in Isaiah. In uh, Isaiah chapter 1, uh, you saw that. In verse 29, surely you will be ashamed of the oaks which you have desired. And he's speaking of the oaks where they worshipped idols. And then also we had seen earlier today in chapter 57 and verse 5, who inflamed yourselves among the oaks under every luxuriant tree. And again, it was using the oaks for places for their idol altars. But now God's going to uh, recover this image of the oak and transplant it into his garden. He's going to make them into oaks of righteousness. His planting that he may be glorified. This is all what God's making out of his people, not what they make of themselves. And, uh, and, the, uh, and the result of this is God is glorified by what he does for his people. By his liberating them and by what he makes out of them. This glorifies and honors the Lord. Comments and questions. This Bible, let me say this. As I said earlier, Luke 4, verses 16 to 21. Jesus cites this text and says, Today this is fulfilled in your hearing. So Jesus specifically says this text applies to him. Children. Luke 4, 16 to 21. Comments and questions? Uh, yes, hopes are used in 129 and 57.5.
It's kind of interesting how he finally is using oaks in a positive sense. Yes? How could this not be a servant passage? It doesn't use the word servant. Could, could be, could, could be seen in Isaiah possibly as well to some extent. Could be, perhaps some of the others could too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that may be kind of arbitrary to whether we want to make this another specifically servant passage. It's kind of our choice on that, but but I think it would be reasonable to see this as a fifth servant passage. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It's pretty good. Well, it's not as good as the other ones. So it's not talking about Isaiah and Jesus? I think it, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to see Isaiah as being anointed by God to uh, proclaim liberty to captives. Um, to comfort all who mourn. It, at the very least, it goes so far so quickly beyond Isaiah that maybe Isaiah is sort of a type of this, but barely. Very good. Yes, he does do that. That's right. He picks that out of a different passage in Isaiah. So he kind of... Uh, you know, uh, they, they, when they quoted scripture, they didn't cite book, chapter, and verse for some reason back then. And uh, so uh, so he, he adds another passage without the citation. Was that significant? Yeah, that happens quite a bit in the New Testament where a couple different passages will be put together in a quotation. Yeah, I got a little note there that's Okay. I don't know that, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I had not realized that or didn't remember it. If that is, it's possible that that may be a uh, reflection of the original text. But it's also found in other passages in Isaiah. Other comments? All right, I think what we'll do is have a prayer and from the work of this one that the Lord anointed and sent to give us this year of the Lord. <laughs> verses 4 through 11, 61 verses 4 through 11. And they will build, rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations, and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and pasture your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers in your vineyards. You will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery in the burnt offering, and I will faithfully give them their recompense. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring will be known among the nations, and their descendants in the midst of the people. All who see them will recognize them, because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. Through 11. Through 11.
I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God, for he, have, he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, as, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth springs forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. So, you have these wonderful blessings that come from the work of this servant. Once he does these things, look what happens. He says in verse 4, Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations. They will repair the ruined cities. They're going to rebuild back the, that which had been torn down. In the, in the punishment, in the devastation that God brings, they'll, they'll, they'll be brought back. They'll be, be brought back from being broken. And, and look who's going to minister the, to them in verse 5. The strangers, the foreigners, would end up being their farmers and their shepherds. And they will be priests to God, of the Lord. Uh, that was the ideal back in Exodus chapter 19, verse 6. That Israel will be a kingdom of priests. But now here in Isaiah 61, you see this being fulfilled as, as they'll be priests and ministers. They'll eat the wealth of the nations. The nations will bring their wealth to God's people. They'll have joy uh, in place of their shame and humiliation, everlasting joy, he says in verse 7. He will make an everlasting covenant with them in verse 8. Their offspring will be known among the nations. They'll have a name, a reputation as being the people of God. And, and I think probably back to this uh, servant from the first part of the chapter in verse 10. As he says, I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. Uh, for he's clothed me with the garments of salvation, wrapped me with the robe of righteousness. Uh, I think this, this may very well be the Messiah. If not, it's the people of God uh, themselves. Um, and so this is just the, the picture described or put in physical terms of the great spiritual blessings that come to God's people through the work of Messiah. When, when he comes and he does all this, this is the, the beautification program. This is the joy and blessing that the Messiah brings to them. You know, the hard thing for us in this probably is just the fact that he's using physical uh, terms, symbolic terms. But, but he's really just describing the blessings that the Messiah brings to the people of God. Comments and thoughts on all of this. Sure, those, yes. Other comments or questions? He just keeps going in the same line. 62, 1 to 5. 